Hey guys, Chris here with the KT team. Today on episode number 28 of KT Confidential, the guys meet with Joanne from Nesting Story. They talk about raising twins, decluttering, and how to grow your social media. Enjoy. Well, we're going to go right ahead while Adrian posts on Instagram. This is episode 28 of KT Confidential, and we are pleased to be joined with by Joanna from Nesting Story with us this morning. Uh, welcome. Thank welcome you. to the KT I'm Studio. To be here. Welcome to KT <laughs> Confidential. I feel so rushed. Why? No, no, I'm joking. Continue. You feel rushed? I'm trying to do the story. Or does still. it sound like I'm rushing? <laughs> no, no, I feel rushed. You're doing a great job. Take your time. We don't need you. Uh, so do you want to take a few minutes and uh, well, tell everybody a little bit about yourself? About me. Um, so I'm. I'm, you found me because I'm a local Miltonian. Yes. And, um, it's hard to find good Milton people. So, and you were like top notch. So, <laughs> there's lots thank of you good for coming. Milton people, but I think I even find They're it hard to find those. He's saying all Milton people are not good. You, no, I don't know. I just have trouble finding people that are <laughs> social, actively, social. yeah, yeah, doing well, and you're doing excellent. Oh, Don, thanks. Yeah, so. yeah. I actually just recently started tagging Milton in my content. That's something. With YouTube, so just to introduce myself, I should say that I'm a mom of four kids, and I used to be an interior designer. And then I, as a lot of people do, especially entrepreneurs, I was over the grind, and I found it very hard to balance childcare and parenting. This is when I had two kids, and so I decided to switch my business nesting story or create my business nesting story, um, which was an interior design business and a children's mural painting business, and it was really thriving. And then when was this? Um, winter, about just before Christmas, 2013, I found out I was pregnant with twins. And it was a big surprise. And I kind of froze everything and just focused on growing babies. And then during that time, I was really trying to find really great bloggers who I could read about that had twins and maybe four kids who didn't just parent, but also kept their identity and their what they love to do and um, different aspects of their lives. I think a lot of them were just all or nothing. And there was a lot of negative advice I was getting. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> rule. Number one rule. I know. Come on. The magic of editing. <laughs> so there's a lot of negative advice I was getting from twin moms saying your life is over. You will oh not resurface for a couple years. And I think they thought they were being helpful <laughs> just to kind of give me the real facts. But yeah. I was just not going to take that. And I was like, no, it's not over. It's just begun. So I had my babies. And then I switched my company over to a personal blog, Nesting Story. And then um, in 2015, it really exploded exploded and went very viral. I was just talking about being a twin mom and body image and things like that. And it was in People Magazine, Cosmo, and we had a media storm for about two weeks. I was doing inter four interviews a day and um, mm -hmm. news crews in the house and everything. So that was when I was able to start the company and my blog, and then I had to monetize. So I went to a conference and I met Baby Center, which is a really big parenting website. And I started writing for them and that grew everything. And then I started dabbling in video and just to help tell my story, do nursery tour or a vlog or a day in the life, just to show people what life was like with four kids. And that was slowly growing very organically. And then I got picked up by Kin Community, which is part of Chorus Entertainment. And my YouTube channel is now over 60,000 subscribers and very active channel. A lot of people can have huge channels, but not a lot of views or engagement. 
engagement. So it's a very active channel. I post two times a week to um, YouTube and it's now branched into lifestyle and fashion and beauty and parenting and um, twins still and design. And then I also blog and um, I'm active on Instagram and Pinterest and all the places, Facebook. And I have a team now that works for me. About five people work for me and I have contributors now on the blog, which helps create content. And I'm really excited because I'm looking to see what's next. And I think I want to circle back and help support the the multiples community, community, the twin moms and create content to help support them through that journey and see what else is next, including e-courses, possibly a podcast. Um, and that's, yeah, about me. And so what I was going to say about tagging in Milton is when I switched from blogging to YouTube, this weird thing happens where um, it switches from this kind of like you're seen as this writer to this weird celebrity, not that I'm calling myself a celebrity, but people start to be feel like they really know you. And then um, there's just this privacy barrier that you need to create a bit more. So when I first started creating videos, I showed the front of our house and things like that. And then I realized later not to do that. So I've gone back and blurred that out. We've completely repainted our house and changed things so that it can't be found as easily. And, but I've been able to circle back and because I've steered my content in a way that there's not so many younger followers and it's more my peers that are following me. And so now I'm like, I, I really want to share that I'm from Milton and be more part of the community. So it's an interesting time that you found me because I've just kind of started sharing that I'm part of the Milton community. Cool. Yeah. Well, and we're going to spread the word and spread the love. <laughs> um, you know, kudos to you because you are the um, model for what a lot of people, I believe, are trying to do right mm -hmm. now when it comes to building that kind of online empire of blogs, videos, um, even things like coming onto our podcast today. Um, a lot of people don't don't take that step, don't monetize it, mm -hmm. um, and then don't really follow through with it they might start or do it uh, but don't have any consistency and um, you're doing a great job i noticed on your youtube uh, channel you do provide a lot of value Mm -hmm. um, so somebody like myself, who also has twins, oh, uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> can uh, go on there and um, maybe pick up something of note. Yes, so our twin boys just turned two a couple days ago. Oh, um, so I feel your pain. Um, <laughs> it's a big life event. I think that it's one thing having one baby at a time, but when you have multiples, you feel like you, you're trying to just grasp at straws and also look to other people to see that what's life like in two years or four years or when they start school, are you going to put them in the same class or not? There's all these questions. Right? Yeah, I know it's already going through, <laughs> through our head. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to talk too much about the whole twin thing, but it's obviously something that we have mm -hmm. in common. And, you know, Adrian has uh, two children, mm -hmm. almost five and, five two. and two. And um, I'm not ever saying that anybody with two kids is, um, getting off easy, but I don't know that people with uh, singletons uh, that are of different age have any idea what it's like to have twins. So um, myself and Natalie always trying to connect uh, um, with with um, people that have twins mm -hmm. and learn from people with those experiences. Yeah, I always tell people with one kid, it's so much harder than four kids. I used to, when I'd take my kids to the daycare, there was this one time a dad had their 
I think one year old son and he didn't have it was winter there's no shoes on there's no jacket his line and all my kids are lined up they're all fully dressed he's like how do you do it I'm like it's so much harder with one because you're overthinking everything and and when there's a group there's like a group mentality it's busier but it's it's not as hard in my opinion because you've kind of you structured it's just you, there's more kids in line now yeah. so when one kid needs something I don't feel guilty about saying you're gonna have to wait because how old are your kids waiting. my son's about to turn 10 then I have a daughter who's eight and then my twins will be five in July and they're girls so son and three daughters yeah it's busy but it's fun so you are doing all of your social posting between the hours of 2 a.m and 5 30 a.m <laughs> i'm using school hours now and we've had our kids in daycare for a while because i've been able to turn nesting story into a full-time business um which has been great so i've been able to really do that but when i first started i would work in the evenings once the twins were in bed and it was more just like a therapeutic thing for me to write and I loved it. And so, and that's where the consistency comes in. When you said that, that's so true that when you're trying to create something like this, you have to be super consistent. Um, I speak about YouTube at conferences and help people grow their channels. And that's one of the biggest things is pick your day and stick with it or pick your days. And you have to think about algorithms and everything like that, but just showing up for your community and really being consistent, trying new things, not giving up. I think a lot, of, like you said, a lot of people fizzle out. So when I started, it was always, I would post on Tuesdays and Thursdays, blog posts, and then do a bit of social media then. And I started small and then it grew from there, but I was able to find my community that it resonated with, which was important. Yeah. How long have you been living in Milton? Oh, how long? I think over 10 years, actually 12 years. Um, we got in here just before it boomed. So we have been able to capitalize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I We moved here back when we were able to build a house, a four-bedroom detached home for just over 300000 which is unheard of today. Yeah. So that was really good. Won't even buy you a one-bedroom condo I now. I know, it's insane. It's insane. Um, what about Milton do you think people should know when it comes to, in your case, raising four kids? Hmm. Well, there's a lot of families around that age. I came from Mississauga, and so did my husband. We met in high school. We've been together since teens. And so we came from Mississauga, and it's much, it's bigger and more spread out. And that's what I love about Milton, is you can get from one end to the other in about 10 minutes. I love that. And Unless it's 5 o'clock. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or you're trying to get out of the city and yeah. to, the, to Toronto at about 6 or 7. That's yeah. hard. But um. No, we, we'll every once in a while look just outside the city and think if we're going to move to the country or something and we can't uproot ourselves anymore. There's just such a sense of community. My son's at an age now where he gets together with his three friends and they ride their bikes all around the neighborhood. So, um, and there's a lot of families and I feel like I'm really starting to get to know more and more people in the community. And that's something that I feel like growing up, especially where I lived in Mississauga, that I didn't have. It wasn't as easy to create that sense of community and it was just so much bigger. So I really love that part. Um, I'm hoping that Milton will get a few things. I think it's missing a few things, like some maybe some better shopping or a, a salon. Like there's some things that I'd like to see happen, but I am seeing it happen. It's growing. It's starting to. Um, so you just got your hair done. But I drive to Guelph. It, it looks great. Thanks. But I drive to Guelph for it. But they're opening, Milton's opening a, a blow bar. So like a, a hair dry, 
So I heard it's called yeah. Copper Hoop. Yeah. It's right next door. Yeah. yeah. On, uh, so they yeah. contacted me. I'm going to go on to the Charles, press right? as one of the yeah, press. I think so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited about that. So I can see it happening right now. But being here over 10 years, it's really changed. I, I'm not familiar with what a blow bar so it's, is. So you, so a couple of things go. come to mind, but not, not, <laughs> not really what, what you you're think. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, you go, there's no cut or color. You just get your hair washed and dried and styled. And so it's something it's like before your night out. Clearly yeah. you and yeah. I will be prime candidates yeah. as clients. They could blow my beard. Yeah. <laughs> so there's something called dry bar. Is that in the first the, time yeah. you've said that? <laughs> <laughs> there's something called dry bar in the U.S. And that's really big. And it was created by Ali Webb, who's really an amazing entrepreneur. And so it's one of those ideas that it's just so simple. And yet a lot of people use it. And, and then they're doing really well with their social media too. I'm always looking at how people are utilizing social media and other online um, areas. So I think it's a great idea. Like first step before you go, you get home in the long end of a long day and you, that's your first stop before yeah. you head out for the yeah. weekend or whatever. That's good. Yeah. Get a little bit of pampering. Yep. Exactly. So you have a bit of a background in interior design. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's an interesting way how I got there because I have a background in fine arts and I went to Sheridan and was trying to figure out what my next step was. And then I just really loved rendering. So drawing the rooms and creating that space. And then I went into interior design and loved that. I didn't so much love the technical side, even though I've learned AutoCAD fluently and everything like that. But um, right out of Sheridan, I was hired by Mackay Wong, which is a interior design firm in Toronto. And so they do the five-star hotels and restaurants and things. So that was really fun. And I would mostly work on the design side or pull in materials and things like that. And then when I got pregnant, I stopped commuting to Toronto and stayed home for a bit and then worked for a residential designer out in Burlington and did the big, huge lakeshore homes and things like that. So I do love interior design. Um, I more love the staging side and pulling materials. I'm not, I don't love the technical side and doing the big renovations. And I think that's why I haven't gone back to it, but I've been able to really incorporate my interior design skills into the content I create, especially on YouTube. I think that's what's growing my channel the most these days is either decluttering videos or home renovation videos. We're, we're right now taking our cookie cutter home and re- changing it in ways to make it more custom. We're moving, we've moved our laundry room and created a basement laundry room so that we can have an upstairs mud room. And we're really trying to think how we can creatively take this cookie cutter home and customize it. Well, I think after you've been living in a home for so long too, you might get bored of it without having to move. It's a great way of kind of revitalizing Mm -hmm. the space and making it relevant making it work for your family too yeah. we have four kids so we had to change it we knew we had the space it's over 3000 square feet but um it wasn't working the way we needed it to work so we've just changed we're starting to change it well and what i'm noticing now with our boys growing up and i mean they're only two but even at that stage now we need different things in the home and i can only see you know once they get to 5 years old or 10 years old that uh you need different things in the house. Like you might not need a mud room right away, but when the kids are coming home from school and you got the mm-hmm. backpacks and the muddy shoes and all that stuff, yeah. something like that definitely would come in handy, right? For sure. Yeah. One of the nice things I, I like about connecting with companies like you are like, it kind of is the whole package. So for us, you know, we're obviously we're helping people find their dream home. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but taking it from just moving in and actually making it functional in a space that they really truly enjoy mm -hmm. is a whole nother step. So yeah. I was looking through some of your um, posts and there's so many little things people can do just to make their home more organized and functional. Make it home. Yeah, because before... So Turn a house into home. Yeah, before we walk into or before we list a house for sale, we kind of see it as they live in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, most people are living in very messy uh, cluttered uh, environments yes. and it's not probably a space into my house recently yeah a few times and it's probably not a space that they enjoy coming home to yeah right so there's just so many little things people can be doing just to make their life less chaotic yes uh, so your grass is looking amazing by the way thank you <laughs> we're, we're next to our neighbors oh, so we you? spy on each other yeah. all the time <laughs> Joanna has a green thumb as well. Yeah, I take well, a lot I of pride in my dress. It's looking a little rough, but yeah. Although I have someone doing it now, I got it to that level. <laughs> so, and he's doing a good job at maintaining it. Matt, if you're listening, yeah, Adrian's not giving you any credit. No, <laughs> he, he cuts it on when he's supposed to. He takes good care of it. Yeah. He does a good job. I think for the decluttering, for people to because when you're moving, a lot of people have to face decluttering, which is yeah. very overwhelming. Have you heard of Con Murray, Marie Kondo? Oh, the, Marie Kondo. The yes, magic my of tidying up. So. My, my home is in the process of being yeah. Marie Kondoed. Yeah. So I started that journey. Basically, it's a long fucking process. Yeah. It's a lot. And, but it kind of works. Like, I feel like you have to pull certain things to make it work for you. But after the dust settled with our twins and things took off with my business and we accumulated so much crap and we were just shoving things in cupboards and closets and our whole unfinished basement at the time was just full to the rim and we wanted to finish it. So we had to do something. So we've um, had times where we've had babysitters come in and look after our kids for a whole weekend, had 1-800-GOT-JUNK and just tried to empty as much as we could. But when you're decluttering, it's really important to take everything out. I do recommend that. And that's from Marie Kondo is take everything out. And then there's the whole thing about holding it, seeing if it sparks joy. And that is really, it does work. And just to become, you got to thank it. Don't forget to thank it. Yeah. You got to thank it. Wow. You know, you know your stuff. Um, but it, it's the psychological aspect too. But I think also circling back, especially I've had to do that a few times and that's something she doesn't recommend or talk about as much, but I found personally that circling back again and you can get rid of more stuff. It feels so good to just clear it out. Um, but it, I think we all have to just relax a bit because there's, there's a lot of pressure. That's kind of where I, where my content, I feel like resonates with people that's different from other declutters sure. is you see this perfection and it's so hard to obtain. And that's not, I know I'm never going to get there and we all have to go in and out of survival mode, especially as parents. Yeah. And you just have to just do your best. And every once in a while, if you can just clear it a cupboard or a closet or something, or just do have a decluttering weekend, it does feel really good to clear it out. Yeah. I've never had a problem with decluttering because we just, we generally just don't keep stuff. Mm. Uh, like as new toys come in, old toys go Good out. For you. Um, I, I live with pack rats. Half of my well, that's, pack I wonder, rats. like there's some people that just aren't capable of it yeah. for whatever reason. They become so emotionally attached to things like, um, I think I should exit the podcast. <laughs> my, uh, I just a little story about my mother-in-law love her to death. But, uh, one thing that happened not too long ago was kind of funny. My wife, when she was younger, remember light brights? Yes. Yeah. So Alicia had a light bright. And at some point, 
in her life, she threw it in the garbage. Mm. And uh, because it was no longer safe, it, when it was on for too long, it would start to smell like burning plastic. Yeah. And then about a month or two ago, it showed up at our house. Like years later, and she's like, um, I threw this in the garbage. And so her mom took it out of the garbage and kept it oh, really? and brought it back to us for some reason. It's now in the garbage Actually, again, Kobe. I yeah. hope you're not watching, but thank you for bringing it. <laughs> uh, is it, has it already been picked up? It's gone. Yeah. You see, because this pack rat would have been like, get that thing on eBay because it's vintage and yeah. be worth some money. Oh, uh, no, this thing wasn't in the best shape. And it was literally like, if you leave it on for too long, it starts to See, that, probably catch on fire. That's the cheap Jew in me is that I want to keep everything <laughs> because it has value. So I just fucking hoard yeah. everything and the garage and the basement and the closets are full of stuff we don't yeah. need or want anymore, mm -hmm. but they're worth something. Well, and so. nowadays it's so easy to sell things too. So instead of just getting rid of things, like Alicia's on uh, Facebook Marketplace and all these different websites oh, sure. selling things. All the mommy groups, constantly. especially in Milton. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, if you have anything kid related, you post it on that group and there's somebody at your door picking it up, you know, mm -hmm. uh, this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. We did that recently with our kitty slides and everything and put it on the end of our driveway and just put it on Milton Talk. And it was gone within an hour. So oh, our yeah. neighbors started adding things because they could see this is the time. Get rid of it. Yeah. But I donate a lot of our stuff. Um, I'm partnered with Mamas for Mamas, which is a nonprofit. And so it's um, mom groups that just help other moms in need. And there's no exchange of cash. It's just anyone who needs a helping hand. So there's a big chapter. It started in BC. And so now they're growing the Eastern chapters. So I'm trying to help idea. them grow that. But that's been really exciting. And it's a good way to also get rid of some of the stuff, especially because a lot of places where you're donating they don't take a lot of baby items so mm -hmm. it's it's a great way to get those out of your house yeah so are they looking for anything specific i think they're open to anything right now it's more in this area it's facebook groups so you're just sharing so there's different chapters of the facebook groups yeah. um but they're hopefully opening a brick and mortar soon where you can actually physically bring them and drop them off nice. but yeah they're they're open to anything it's a good mm -hmm. idea we probably have some things uh, in our storage locker. Oh, for us, yes. Or I thought you meant personally. Yeah, personally, yeah. That's a whole other <laughs> level. Yeah. Finding the time to go through it is mm -hmm. um, can be challenging. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So um, I, I did want you to chime in just quickly, not only for um, everybody that's listening for our own benefit as well, because you're doing a damn good job online, on social, on mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube. Um, I see your link tree is just full of um, nice links for people to click on and, mm -hmm. and be engulfed in what you're doing. Um, a lot of people are trying to grow and do what you're doing. Do you have any um, advice? Oh, I have so many. That's my favorite topic, strategizing. Okay. So if you're creating a business, if you want to support your business that you're running, um, really think about social media but th and, and search engines. So everyone tends to group YouTube and Pinterest and Facebook and, and Instagram as social media, which it's not all social media. Facebook and Instagram are examples of social media. So is Twitter. But Pinterest and YouTube are actually search engines. So you need to think of those differently. And I think it's really smart to choose... It's smart to have a lot of different things on the go, but it's not realistic to really be able to be constantly breathing life into everything. So we were just chatting before we started to how to squeeze all the juice out of the lemon. So decide what you're going to create and then see 
how you can repurpose that and create evergreen content. So you want to start with your meat and potatoes. So that would be something like a YouTube video or a podcast or a blog post, something where people can get more information and um, then see how you can double up on that one. So can you take a sound bite from your podcast or can you transcribe it into a blog post? Can you film as you do your podcast and also have it up as a YouTube video? I would always suggest that someone has a website and a blog Um, Just because I see it as a hub, I know that people are not reading blogs the same way, but it's a great way to have a hub of information for all those places. So I was saying also before that Instagram, although I'm very active on it, it's probably my least favorite just because I with what I do, you can stumble into, should I curate my feed? Should I not? I've kind of let go of that lately and just started posting and also I'm working on different projects. So I'm still there and I'm present on Instagram, but Instagram is kind of like a portfolio. That's where people typically find someone and can quickly get a big a snapshot of what you're about. But if you're trying to create um, something that you're hopefully monetizing, it's not just supporting your small business, you need to have something else going on. I know a lot of very successful Instagrammers and it it works well for them, but usually have something else going on as well. And, um, but it's also a bit of a flash in the pan. Like if you want to work with brands and create brand partnerships, it's great to be able to layer on and offer other things as well. Um, for your business, think about what kind of business you have, what makes the most sense. So for you guys, it makes sense. The podcast and YouTube channel, you're sharing information and interviewing people. And it's just a different way for people to get to know you as well, because I think that realtors, it's a very personal relationship. And so to to understand personalities and who you're getting, that's a really great way to introduce yourselves and to always inject yourself into your brand, because that's what makes you stand out. Um, But also think about... uh, I think Pinterest is the dark horse right right now. It doesn't have. I think so too. Yeah. It's um, algorithm is easy. It's not working against you. I feel like Facebook and Instagram, they keep changing the rules and the people that I know that have uh, a lot of their eggs in those baskets can really, I know a few companies who've just lost everything. Very vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Very vulnerable. So just think about where you want to put everything. And then obviously I love YouTube. I think that it's, it's great. It's like having your own TV show and to just think about how you're naming your videos on YouTube because it's a search engine. So be really think about a practical way to name your videos and, and research what's a similar type of video that's done well and name it in a very similar way, but then really use your thumbnails to have it stand out in the search. I could go on and on. And a great way for someone to monetize right off the bat when you don't have brand partnerships, this is something you guys could even do, is um, have like a your own Amazon store or something that you can sell or have your own e-course or e-book maybe about how to prep to sell a house. Cam is looking at me nodding. He's like, he's like, I told you so. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so you should always then have a placeholder in your podcast of, or a YouTube video where you're, adding that little ad, create your own little ad for your own thing you're selling or, or drive people to your own Amazon store where maybe there's great tools that have something for moving that you can suggest and drive people to that. And then you never know, maybe one day a brand will actually approach you and it's not weird for your audience to all of a sudden hear some kind of ad. Yeah. It. And you know, podcasts are so 
new right now and they're still writing the rules, but they're so forgiving too with ads. You can have like five minute ads in podcasts yeah. and people won't bat their eyes. YouTube's a little more picky. So you have to approach that in a different way. Yeah. There's my like. A hey. lot of good information. There. <laughs> There's a lot. All of a sudden once. We recorded it. We went back. <laughs> Listen again. <laughs> Do you think there was any one thing uh, that got you to the point where you connected with all those um, publications and got all that exposure? Or was it just the consistency and the hard work mm. and hustle? It's interesting. I have this obsession about watching people go viral. And a lot, like I said, because I'm so in the community, I know a lot of people before they go viral and watch them during it. And it's so different, the different ways you can go viral or kind of get going with the media thing. So it's it's a different things. You look at what's popular right now. Right now with what I do, body image is really popular. And so I have um, friends, actually the bird's papaya, she lives out in Guelph, so she's not too far. She's huge right now and she's everywhere. And that's really part of that positive body image movement. Mm -hmm. um, but it's more just, it's hard to crack that nut really. It it's more just seeing what people are talking about or, or being really authentic and honest and not just don't sell. Well, it, be, it, I think that's a genuine. lot of people's problem. Like there's people out there just having no success. And I think that they're, they're doing it with the wrong intentions. Like they're really yes. trying to sell and not be natural and convey or, you know, live their passion and not being vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Viral going viral is not like the end all be all. I don't know if I'd ever even want to go like it. Sure. If it came, but it's I would approach I it. It's it will. It's just mine was a way that a lot of articles were written about me. So my channels and my, my platforms didn't grow a ton because it was more about um, articles being written about me. I know a lot of people who've gone viral and it's more about their platforms have grown a lot, but it, there wasn't a lot of articles written about them. So that's why I'm verified because that's the, that's the secret a lot of the times to being verified. And it's just happens one day and it's because I have so many articles from really legitimate news mm -hmm. places, media outlets. Um, so that's the great thing that came from that. It gives great credibility, credibility, but mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, you got to think about why you're creating what you're creating and what makes the most sense for what you hope to sell or how you're going to monetize and not just don't ever do it for trying to be famous or something. That's yeah. just kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you won't get to the right place that way. No, you won't I be agree. happy in the end that way. And yeah. providing value. That's, yes. that's, that's the end game. What I think, can you for teach someone? Yeah. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing too. And that's what I think some people can stumble on is what can they teach? And I know, and that's what I'm circling back to right now for a while. It was just my sharing my life, but I want it to be more that I want to circle back and really create support for twin moms and moms of multiples. And I plan to, that will be my next, next chapter, I think is to really create some support. The womb nearby, I was there recently seeing a natural path and I asked them, what programs they have to support moms of multiples. There was nothing. And I don't think it's on them. It's just because there is nothing. Mm -hmm. So that got me thinking. So I think there needs to be a bit more out there. Yeah. There is a big, um, actually there's a big community of, of twin parents oh, yes. uh, here in Milton, mm -hmm. uh, which I've found pretty interesting. And, and there isn't a lot of support mm -hmm. for that. And uh, um I even said to Natalie one day, we should open an online store specifically for stuff that 
twin parents mm-hmm. need because we even found just for the day-to-day things that we need, it was very hard to source it yep. um, and had to go through so many different avenues and channels to find things mm-hmm. and, and not getting the advice of, okay, this is good or you know somebody mm-hmm. like yourself saying, hey, you got to try this if you have twins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a big, definitely yeah. a, a big opportunity there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the pregnancy. That's what we're going to start with is the pregnancy. It's just to it's usually where it starts. Yeah, yep. but like it's, but it's, <laughs> It's beyond the stuff too. It's like the mental journey. Yeah. And I get I get emails daily about how my old, my content that I've previously created has helped help people in that phase. And so I'm yeah. Is your husband gonna get involved with that? His name's he's, Mike, right? Yeah, he's been involved and he go kind of comes in and out. He loves being on camera and, and we film the full we were, I was telling you guys about that. It's a segment where we fold our kids' laundry and just talk about marriage or parenting or anything. That's been a popular video series. Good looking guy. You're a good looking <laughs> couple. Yeah. You should both be on there together. Yeah, yeah we're we're an odd couple. I'm five two, he's six foot eight. So it's yeah. <laughs> funny. But um yeah, he loves the tech stuff and everything, but his as his job, he's a civil engineer. So his job's getting busier and I've actually kind of pushed him out of the business a bit more only because He's busier, and we got to the point where I actually need to hire people. So I've been able to um, replace how the places he was helping me with an actual team, which is nice. I think it, it's good for us. It's good for everybody. Got to yeah. delegate. Yes. It's the only way you grow, right? Yeah. So is there anything else that you want to tell the audience? Um, anything know. else you want to chat about? No, I don't know. What do you think, Adrian? I don't know. I just, I mean, I can't, I'm still, I'm kind of at... I guess when you don't have twins, it's like I can't even understand. Well, we haven't been talking about. No, no, I know, but it's, it brings it's uh, it's a good point though because when we first uh, Alicia and I wanted to have two children, mm-hmm. and initially I thought, oh, it would be great to have two and get it out of the way. That probably sounds bad, but uh, <laughs> I always thought that way in, until um, you had twins, and I'm like, that's a lot more work than having you know mm-hmm. one child at a time. Well, we don't know any difference. Yeah, you don't so. know any well, I guess that's yeah. our, only, our only children. So. Yeah. It's fun, but I think the biggest thing is the pregnancy. It's so there's so many things that need to go right for everything to be healthy, and there's just and it's a lot. It's just a very it's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And yeah, yeah, it's were it's your twins lot. born premature? No, I've carried them full wow. term, both over six pounds, scheduled C-section. Yeah, it was, but it was a long haul. My body, they did great, but my body was giving out. I was blacking out. Shutting down. I was, yeah, Yeah. I lost my vision near the end while driving, but I had luckily had hired a nanny to help with my older kids. And so I was able to pull over and have her take them. So things got a little scary near the end, but like, it's just a lot. My hips hurt. I could barely walk. It's, it's, yeah. Even though I'd had two kids, no problem before that, but. Wow. Very different. <laughs> and now this is all documented so they can watch it back in yes. 15 years and you can be like, see what yes. I did yeah. for you. Exactly. Yeah. My midwife, uh, our, our midwife had two children um, of different ages and then they wanted one more mm-hmm. and they ended up having triplets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine that. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that would be. I have a friend who has triplets and it's a lot. Yeah. And I, my husband wanted a fifth, which is crazy. And I was like, no way. And I'd have a really high chance of having higher order multiples after because wow. they were spontaneous fraternal twins. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. But no, this is cool what you guys are doing. I think it's really great that I think it, I was saying before we started, too, that it's unique that 
realtors are having a podcast and a YouTube channel. And it's very smart. Thanks. Yeah. Well, for us, it was um, like we we've never gone with the conventional marketing, and you know, never see our face on a bus and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we talk about that occasionally. Um, I think the nice thing with the podcast and what initially uh, originally started just as video, uh, we were doing quick tips and stuff like that. Is mm-hmm. Uh, we'll meet people and go in for listing appointments to uh, talk to people about selling their house. And it breaks down barriers before you even get in. Mm-hmm. People will tell us, oh, I've been following you for three years and mm-hmm. I feel like I already know you. Yeah. Uh, so it makes that process a yes. lot easier opposed to, you know, if you just see a picture of somebody in the newspaper, you have no idea uh, anything about them. Well, it's amazing. Like um, we were talking about uh, how you, painted the house and maybe wanted a little more discreetness. But um, so both of our license plates are our last names. And because we're neighbors, so, you know, my vehicle's on the driveway, his vehicle's on the driveway. So you clearly see Cormendi and Trot. And uh, I can't remember who I was messaging on, on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. And she was like, oh, yeah, I know where you live. I walk by your houses every, <laughs> every day. Right. But um Mm-hmm. Um, no, you know, what I like about this and, um, not selfish in a selfish way at all. Um, it, we, we probably wouldn't have met Yeah. if, if you weren't here today and, yeah. and chatting and it's a great way to meet people in the community and right. give people highlight people. I think also, and I think somehow, sorry to interrupt no, you, but I think some. Don't look at me. I think somehow um, there there should be some collaboration between us. I feel a vibe that somehow we can collaborate. Maybe it's the twin thing or the interior design thing or just that you're yeah. killing it on so many levels. But uh, there, there might be something here, Our ladies and gentlemen. co-op workspace with somewhere where people can have studios. Yeah. 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 We're just going to have to blow out a wall this way. And yeah. It'll be outdoors. Put some kind of terrace yeah. <laughs> there. <laughs> Um, well, I think, uh, this was a great idea and we really Mm -hmm. appreciate, uh, having you on the show today. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah. So, uh, everybody check out nesting story, uh, lots of videos, lots of great content, um, blogs, the whole bit. And, um, that's That's it it. for today. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and follow us wherever you may be listening.